permission needed episode um this is unfortunately ko's last episode with us it is it is i know i've been melancholy all weekend i'm sad y'all and uh this is also our last episode before we take our summer hiatus because I am going back to Wichita State for my master's and get my daughter set up with school and he got some stuff that he's working on. So we're going to take about a month long break. We will be back. First uh, of September, the first week of September, we'll be back. So stay posted to our social media accounts and our website. Uh, and we'll be adding someone new. We will be. So stay tuned online for that. But we do have a show, or actually, hey, how your week been, girl? Week has been difficult. Everybody has been getting smoked because they've been testing my nerves. But, you know, I've mastered the art of going off without necessarily speaking profanity. So, that was at least a good thing. But no, I mean, at the end of the day, it was, it was stuff that needed to be done. Uh, I found Michael a new school, um, getting back into the swing of having him back full time because he was in uh, Memphis for most of the summer. And um, yeah, just trying to survive and hoping that this heat goes away someday, real soon. It has been cooling off a little bit, just a little bit, but how about you? My week was dope. Um, I am in my last week interning with Army Corps of Engineers in their legal office. So it has honestly been a really, really, really dope experience. So anybody watching, if you're in college and you need a paid summer job, do check out usajobs.gov. There's so many openings there. And here in Memphis, Army Corps of Engineers, you do not have to be an engineering student. They take administrative assistant interns. They take interns in HR. I'm in the legal office. It's literally an internship for any damn thing that you really want to do. So take advantage. They pay full salary all summer. They let you do really fun shit. Um, I'm actually kind of bored right now because everybody's like taking leave. And going to training so it would just be me in the office catching up on my shows and staring at the wall um but the first five weeks were lit though <laughs> that's what's up that's, that's kind of it my family's been in town from amsterdam um chilling with them they just went home went to atlanta this weekend with my cousins those of you that are in the atl i hate y'all because no one told me how dope the daiquiri factory actually was but from this point forward, anytime I go to Atlanta, I must go to the Daiquiri factory. 
Okay. I had a 32 ounce pitcher of daiquiri with Everclear. It was the greatest thing on planet Earth. Oh and my God. 15 bucks. So I was lit as fuck for $15. No. <laughs> I went on about my night. I ain't touched Everclear since I was about 18. <laughs> I was living my best life. We got a show for y'all. A um, couple of crazy things went down this week. Firstly, James Gunn. We didn't really talk about this on the show previously, but James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, he had a couple of old tweets surface. Um, and Disney put him out, but a lot, a lot of his cast and Showing out to support him and so now Disney is unsure of what they should do um I want to say on my stance I read his tweets and I don't I honestly don't feel like he said anything worth being fired over my, what did my he opinion, say my opinion he basically made a couple of jokes um one being like I like when little boys touch me down there it's an awful joke don't get me wrong but for me and then coming from Disney too, I'm like, y'all will fire somebody over fucking tweets like that, but not actually fire pedophiles. Like I, I need y'all to like make explain this to me. Um, DA. Yeah, what's up? My family trash fam. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting at the house. I'm like, yo, it's seven o'clock. What's going on? And I text her. She's like, oh, I don't need a ride now. Like, wouldn't that be nice to tell me if I was your assigned ride? Yeah, my family trash. <laughs> um, but I don't think what he tweeted was that bad. I was trying to find the tweets earlier, but I can't find all of them. Um, I think he's not a comedian, and that's why he should stick to directing movies. Right. Who who are we talking about? The director of Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Um But I, here's what I struggle with, and I said this last week. This is the guy. There's some conservative guy that's paying a lot of money for people to dig up tweets of who he deems liberals or what have you. And I, just, I want to reiterate, and that doesn't mean as a liberal, needs to let a pedophile slide. That's the shit they do over there. But again, don't get so wrapped up in tweets from 2013. That you're firing people who have grown, that you're canceling people left and right, because right. all it is is attacking the movement. It's kind of like when the FBI was trying to leak tapes of MLK having an affair because they felt like good black Christians that were part of the uh, Southern Christian Leadership Committee, SCLC, yeah. They're part of the SCLC. We're going to like disavow him and stop rocking with him over it. Let's, don't be fucking weirdos. Right. I mean, realistically, um, we've been kind of saying that for a while. You know, the Me Too movement, um, and there's a lot of movements going on right now. And I do think that it's a good thing that a lot of these issues and a lot of people who have actually done things, um, they're being outed for the perverts that they are. However, when you have somebody, you don't have a little boy, you don't have someone who said that this man touched them when they were under 18. 
You don't have a videotape of him doing anything inappropriate, anything like that. Um, so you have no victim or anything like that. It, it's just tweets. And then he apologized. He acknowledged that they were bad. And, you know, you fire him. It's like, it, it, it is. It's unfortunately, it's turning into a witch hunt. So at some point, everybody, I'm sorry, everybody has said something that has been offensive. That's just my belief. Yep, if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, y'all let me know. I know I've said fucked up shit before. A lot of these people that are leading these moral high ground charges, like my dude, if somebody who went to college with you was to pop up and be like, this what this nigga said, freshman year <laughs> of college, at a party, what the fuck would happen to your career for real, for real? I mean, because we all did some questionable shit our freshman year. Uh, right. Now we're talking like we all do questionable shit. Yeah. We all at least said some questionable shit. You can think yeah. of one joke that you told your freshman year of college that looking back Absolutely. now, you were like, that wasn't Absolutely. cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, dang, that was trash. Jeez, I used to be trash as fuck. I mean, seriously, you know, we, we all have said something. I don't care what your sexual orientation is, what color you are, what gender you are, what, what gender you identify as. You have said something foul at some point. And, you know, saying something foul and growing from it and acknowledging, you know what, that was terrible what I said back then. I've grown from that. You know, that was blah, blah, blah years ago. And saying something like a year or two ago as a grown 40 plus year old, that's different. Yeah, exactly. You know, even if he would have said it like within within like the last year or two, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, get his ass out the paint. Cause you know, you're part of this blockbuster, you know, you're part of this blockbuster franchise. And if you're out here being reckless, which some people have been, then yeah. you deserve to lose your job at that point, you know? Yeah. But Losing you being Roseanne, hey. Pull a Roseanne and be exactly. jobless just like her ass, you know? And just like Monique, since that's her damn sister, which, by the way, we should talk about that. Um, however, man, we said, I told y'all Monique was trying to weaponize shit, man. I'm telling niggas that shit. I feel like that little girl. I told y'all. I told y'all. Listen, I'm like, girl, <laughs> you real star for friends right now. You are real hungry but either way yeah you know my thing is saying stuff that was offensive especially when it was you know five plus years ago that's one thing versus saying it now or saying it a few years ago i think we should also keep times in mind a lot of shit that was acceptable to joke about in 2013 especially when twitter first jumped out 2009 and that's like the main complaint about Twitter is that oh well you know this wouldn't have been a problem when it first started. You but know, I mean, if you on there enough, you see that. If you go back, right? If you go back and you watch old stand-up specials, like I love yeah. old. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I like Richard Pryor old, but like the old Chappelle stuff, killing them softly. The old Chris yeah. Rock stuff. They said a lot of problematic shit, but I still think it's funny. If yeah. we go and get up all their stuff and are like, no, nah, we gonna Richard Pryor it. said some fucked up shit too. Yeah, I mean, all of them. I mean, when I they mean, come yeah, down, but if we say now, like, oh, we gonna cancel Dave Chappelle because he made that 
joke about the baby on the corner selling crack and that's just not cool and that's making fun of black communities and blah, I honestly blah, think those people need and, to be plugged. Like yeah. there there comes a time when you're thinking too much on Twitter yeah. and you're around too many intellectuals and you're just go, really going down a rabbit hole. And that's when you really, I really one thing that bothers and me about something productive in your life. I see so many what I call social science rejects. It's like <laughs> she bought that phrase back. <laughs> took this sociology class or this psych class and or this history class and you learned something but you never took any more classes in that discipline or like you really sucked and you flunked out of college and I now you take the to show off your fake intellectual skills and you just be misapplying terms all over the goddamn place and i i, I promise y'all i'm a firm believer that words mean things and i need you all to use your words correctly Okay, words mean shit. You out here, your hot button words, uh, toxic masculinity. A lot of y'all apply that word completely incorrectly, or that phrase. Um, transphobia. A lot of y'all use that phrase incredibly incorrectly as well. Cultural appropriation. Oh God, a lot because of you use hear that a phrase does not mean that you are clear to use it because <laughs> some of y'all really have no idea, and it makes it hard. Like honestly. Y'all's lack of definition makes it so difficult because the people who actually study this stuff and write about it, y'all are constantly moving the goalposts. Because, you know, you're sitting here trying to actually give a presentation on toxic masculinity and all the students are like, but this girl on Twitter, she be saying that this is, and you're just like, no, that's not it. I'll just be spreading misinformation out here and I just don't understand. Like, stop. Books are here for a reason. Talking about just consider shutting up. I understand Twitter is convenient, but uh, sometimes you got to get away from the YouTube clips and the Twitter rants and we got to open a book before we talk about some shit we don't know. I feel um, like what you should do is like what I do is like I let it start off in Twitter but then I just go research what they're talking about. Because half the people on Twitter, they may have a point, but they just don't. Most people on Twitter just don't know how to articulate themselves. That's how I learned what patriarchy was. Right. I was like, oh, a lot well, of feminists yeah, on here. And also asking other people. But sometimes people are wrong. And they've got like 15 tweets and they are wrong. Like, yeah, they're but see, that's what I'm saying. Like, wrong. That's why I go, like and I said, so just going oh, And I also want y'all to stop like a lot of things that you think are passive aggressive are really not passive aggressive. It's just people being people. Um, and y'all go on these really long rants about certain shit. Jamila, and I would I I, I still think it's the dumbest thing in the world. She went on this rant about how she felt like moms who bake cookies for the whole class are being passive aggressive and coming at her because she doesn't have time to do that. And I just feel like you should stop using actual real terms to project your insecurities on yeah, that's what I would say. That sounds like you insecure that you ain't got time to bake just, cookies. Right. Stop. You know, there was a moment at Amira school that made a damn pumpkin out of carrots for Halloween. I thought that shit was doing the most, but I didn't feel like she was coming to me with a mom as a mom because I'm gonna tell you the honest truth. Even if I was a stay-at-home mom, I still wouldn't do that shit. No. I'm gonna be real, Jamel. She was coming for your neck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, you actually did it. It was a whole ass carrot pumpkin made out of carrot yeah. with guacamole dipped for a mouth, and I was like. She was coming at your neck, Mel. I she brought looked, She probably looked you dead in the eye when she was sitting it down. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. We should all know our limitations. 
Exactly. <laughs> um, as side, I really mean Memphians. The polls are still open. Real shit. Shelby County Commission did a lot of work. And just so you guys know, George Flynn was on the Shelby County Commission. You know that Republican that keeps running every goddamn year trying to get elected, knowing goddamn well we're not going to elect his ass? Yeah, he's running. And his buddies at Shelby County Commission did a lot of work to try and keep you from voting. So please go vote. Like, I really mean this. Go vote. Um, Donald Trump is in Florida. And he just said, this will make me think about that. He just said, the time has come for voter ID. If you want to go out and you want to buy groceries, you need ID. So I'll all agree that Donald Trump has never bought groceries a day in his fucking life. Nope. I go buy groceries every week. And I only need to show my ID if I'm buying beer or wine with my groceries. These niggas never know who I am buying groceries. I done bought groceries with other people's debit card. Niggas never know who I am. I'm con I, I don't I'm confused. I don't even have to show ID when I use my credit card because my picture on it. Well, I think the positive is Donald Trump is in Florida, and if he's in Florida, that means some crazy Florida shit might happen to him. So we might get him out of office. We might get a man in Florida story tonight. Exactly. Somebody Donald well, Trump on fire with spaghetti sauce. Like <laughs> that's forever gonna be funny. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck how the fuck he did that, but I'm forever grateful. Thank you. I, I still remember it, but it's something that, it's something about that headline that's gonna forever be funny. Even though it was logical what happened. <laughs> when you read it, it made sense. But it was like nigga, Look, you really know how man, to really know how to click get you in the clickbait these days. Man in Florida in a Chick-fil-A cow suit sets Donald Trump on fire using spaghetti sauce. And you be like, you know what? That don't make no goddamn sense. But a, a man, this. man in Florida, you You're are right. my hero. <laughs> That is terrible. Florida people. Oh, yeah. oh, and shout out to the person who took down Donald Trump's star. His Hollywood star. Also, um, stop trying so hard to care about workers. Because somebody was like, you see, because this guy was fixing the star. And they were like, see, when you do this, you make a poor man work. And I'm like. Nigga, a poor man want to work. What you talking about? Nigga need money. Want to work. That makes no sense. And this isn't, because here's the thing. This is not something that makes their job harder. If you are a construction worker or you do that, that's what you're going to do anyway. anyway. It's different. Don't be that asshole because this happened to me before when I was working retail when I was folding shirts and this woman came over and she fucked all them shirts up and her daughter was like, hey, she folded that. And she was like, well, that's her job anyway. That's asshole shit. Yeah. But if you break up the walk of fame, you're really just giving a construction worker some extra, extra pay for the day. So, you know, do you? Probably for an easy job, too, because I imagine if you're a construction worker, laying that probably not be the hardest part of your job. Right. As long as they ain't ruined Cedric to entertain the star. I'm really happy for his star. No, this was very targeted. Um, a pick was used. Ooh. And it just went for that one. And it didn't even destroy the whole star. It just made sure to, like, attack Donald Trump's name. I mean, it was a great job, truly. Yeah. Very good job. And he made sure done. somebody and he made sure somebody got a check that day. So actually he was looking out. And a person <laughs> of color got a check that day. Exactly. Hey. So he's actually looking out. Um, another thing. <laughs> <laughs> Orgasm shouldn't be the main goal of sex and masturbation. 
And we need to stop pushing the idea that the only way you're successful at fucking slash one <laughs> is to wait. Wait, I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> if it feels good and everyone is sensing you're doing it right. Happy National Orgasm Day. I'm now tweeting from the No Permission Needed account. Bitch. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Go away. What's when the they point? said when they said sex, I was like, all right, maybe. Sometimes, so sometimes one partner get it and one partner don't. So sex, maybe. But when they said masturbation, I was like, hold on, how are you masturbating and not orgasming? You really doing something wrong at that point. Why are you even touching yourself at that point? Maybe she's one of those. You know, there are people who like can't orgasm. Maybe she's one of those people. Gotta be. Or maybe she just and can't she make it. Um, and she just she needs to make herself feel better about it. Also, I mean, you're never gonna tell me <laughs> that no, there's more to say. Like, no, there's not. Why are you even? That's why I'm here. Point is not to, or like, what's what's the point? Listen. That's what I'm saying. You can, you can, you can get when do you stop? Like, I don't. Understand. That's why I'm here. Do not think we are engaging in this activity to lose weight. Motherfucker, if I wanted to engage in any other physical activity, I could. I could just walk around the damn corner. I'm here to get my oh, what you mean? Like <laughs> Man, I really hope that you're about? quoting that right now. <laughs> get my oh. <laughs> I might have to change my Twitter name to that for this week. <laughs> what was your exact phrasing? She said, I'm here to get my O. What are I we talking know. about? I mean, don't get me wrong and I'm not a I'm not a stingy partner, so I'm I'm gonna make sure we both get there. But no, that's the point. Like that's the point of us being here right now is so it. that we both reach the finish line. Like, like I said, you know, it's been time. I've done my thing. Well, she didn't got hers, and I'm like, all right, cool, because it's taking too damn long. But I'm not gonna be masturbating, and Sometimes I'm not gonna. It happens. What's the purpose in masturbating and not getting your? I don't even get the point. Then what? What was I doing? It, but also, here's my thing. Like, even if you're having sex and it, you don't get there, yeah. Okay, sometimes it happens, but yeah. that was still the goal. We just fell short of the goal of us both being there. Exactly. Let's not sit up here and act like this is the new. You know, this is gonna replace the new. You know, Netflix and chill. No, it's the reason why I'm Netflixing and chilling. <laughs> Well, well I, I'm, I actually met. I guess for some people, I was say because you know Netflix and chill, like that's what screwed me over in my life. Is that movie coming up trying to do all that, and I really be into the movie. And that's I'd be right. like, I mean, I swear yeah. it's like 15 more minutes. Yeah. We can do that, but this movie you got to schedule time to watch the movie. I'm exactly. Not be in there. I was going live right now. Darn it! Oh God. I don't even want to talk okay. about him because he cashed out somebody 500, but he didn't cash out me no damn 500, and I could have used that. Listen, you know his ass only had a thousand in the bank, so I don't know why you tripping. I don't know. I feel like if he had a thousand, it would have been ten dollars. But you know, he likes but the yeah, stunt. Bow wow challenge. Yeah. Bow wow challenge. I forget because I saw like I was trying to find a nice way, not a nice way. I know on Twitter you got to keep it short. You got to keep your joke, your joke short on Twitter. I couldn't find a short way to tell his ass like, "Fam, you ain't got more money than me." <laughs> like bow wow, like I accounts look. What did he say? Right he now. said he said earlier today he's gonna quit rap and, and get a job working. at GameStop. Would you know? Is that what? Is going out of business. Thirty, and I want y'all to know. 
he said that on Growing Up Hip Hop and Snoop Dogg looked at him like, nigga, what the fuck is you even talking about? But they like yeah. Snoop. You I, haven't read in like 10 years. I'm about to say, Bow Wow Snoop was like different cases though. A lot of people talk about this Bow Wow and like, it is kind of true that like he his career peaked before he was started. And like, I would hate that to see how that feels. career peaked before he was 14. Nah, 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 nah. He actually got bigger after 14. You let me hold you now. That's with Chris Brown shit. No, for real 20, though. He, about he, like 22. That's when like that's kind of when like it fell off. Because even like honestly, I was not taking for Bow Wow at 22. Yeah. That's I what I'm saying. Kendrick that's when it was like fell years. off. But even then, like he still had like a mixtape present. You know, I'm just a hip hop head, so you know he still had like a mixtape presence going. Well, I know he had. So it's like remix window seat. I remember that. Windows. Oh yeah, yeah. He rapped on that, but like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was just doing his mixtape stuff then. But like, as far as like, that wasn't a peak though. It was not. Nah, what I mean, like, what I'm saying, like, he'd already peaked before then. It's like you know, right? But so I'm looking at it when you think about it. Most people. This is the age where we're doing the shit that he's already done, and a lot of people keep bringing that into that. It's like it's kind of weird to be thirty and have already done most of the things that most people dream about. So it's like, you know, truth be told, he got enough money. He does need to try to see some type of therapy. I would think, like, you he know, saying you're not you're not poor. You know, we crack jokes on Bow Wow, but being Bow Wow not poor because his name still got value to it. If you put Bow Wow's name on Club Fives, people will come to see Bow Wow still. It won't be like it won't be scream tour people. We'll trust it won't be me. me. It won't be KO. It won't be Mel. It won't be Denzel. But Bow Wow. <laughs> I mean, it won't yeah, be any of us, niggas. Exactly. But, but somebody like, gonna be there. That's what I'm saying. Like his name still has a value too. <laughs> if anything, if I was him, I would transition from growing up hip hop to loving hip hop and just go on there and be crazy. <laughs> May as well. That can re that can reboot your career right there. Going crazy on loving hip hop. And he was trying to make he was trying to make the transition yeah. to acting that might yeah I mean and, he was, and that's where I say he's not broke because like I don't think he was in any movies that were just horribly unsuccessful they may not have been the big giant boss office but I don't think none of his movies are just horribly unsuccessful I mean so, he'll always have royalties from what was it Air Max mm-hmm. and Roll yeah. Bounce from that as well I mean it's his music too because like trust me people still listen to the old Bow Wow I still listen to the old music. I still I listen to that whole shit all the time. That shit is still jamming. Uh, let me hold you. I and still listen to that motherfucker. Like that, mine will always be boxed. Okay, those, they always be boxed. The one, the one with Sierra. I might not listen to that annoying ass basketball song anymore, but I would absolutely. Fuck you, Mel, because I like basketball. <laughs> basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way you yeah. I keep it so clean on you the know, I can even listen to old Romeo songs. Like I listen to old Romeo songs. I'm like, why do we like this? What he only is- had one. He just had the one with the Michael Jackson sample, right? What other Romeo song was? He had the one with, uh, with Silk the Shocker too. The that's he did cool remix. Oh, I had the album. It was really just because there was some of my age rapping. Like I feel like that was the only attraction I had. That, that was what it was, Romeo. Him and Bow Wow, like I know we at the time it's like, they really didn't have a competing career. Bow Wow really did do way he outdid Romeo. Oh, absolutely. Really Romeo but, yeah. did better though. Romeo rap like the chakra raps. Yeah, he didn't really have a yeah. flow. 
Um, yeah. I mean, uh, but he did don't even be rhyming. I don't know what the fuck is happening. I don't know how we let him get he's away with that shit. He's just—it's like he's like throwing words. Is not a mastermind is a liar because Master P had us listening to Silk the Shocker who cannot even fucking yeah. rap like religiously yeah. back when rap was actually good. We fault. let that shit Niggas forget it ain't my fault when that song. That's one of the songs I remember being a kid. That was a very, very, very big song, and you yeah. listen to it now. Mystical is cool, but Silk is like Silk. What are you say? Like Silk, calm down. <laughs> and then it's they right. put so much. Delay and reverb on it too, so it just like it's like, what is going on here? How do you even listen to this? It's like if 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 you could Master imagine the king of turning throwing darts, but instead of darts, it's like words. That's how Silk the Shot Th- drunkenly throwing darts because yes. you got to be waving, like, seeing multiple images. That's how he raps. <laughs> and <laughs> like, it's like if, and then, if back then, if your parents wanted to make an argument that you didn't listen to anything but trash, all they'd had to do is turn on Silk. Oh yeah, that, that I mean that that's like fact. And it's crazy because I mean, like, Romeo, honestly, Romeo ended up being cuter and taller than Bow Wow. And taller. <laughs> Somebody said that about Bow Wow too. They was like, they said he stopped growing. They said that's part of the problem. They stopped growing. Too. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I literally stopped. I stopped listening to him when I realized he was not gonna be taller than five five. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, I want you to know on your last episode, you're not a good person. <laughs> <laughs> I was told that by another guy this week. He was like, damn, you are like really mean. Oh my. I would, that would hurt. If I was a big time artist, that would hurt me to hear fans say that. But once I found out you was only going to be 5'10", I was like, hey, I can't listen no more, fans. 5'10", <laughs> I can rock with. But 5'5"? Five, five? That's Ooh. terrible. We but yeah, mm, but well, yeah. I think like that means I put on some winter boots and I'm taller than you, bro. I can't. Mm. We ain't even gotten to the heels. I, I just, <laughs> I just can't. The thirst is gone. I, there have, I'm sorry. I'm one of those people that either you have to be an awesome lyricist or I gotta somewhat be attracted to you some way somehow to be like to go out of my way to listen to you i'm sorry i'm <laughs> terrible i'm trash that's fine but the game is the game i think that's what it was he didn't get taller he did i guess he in shape if His he stayed in shape because like, a lot of the dudes are transitioning like a lot of the male artists are transitioning like how the female artists did was like their music stopped popping but somehow they made it to where they could still model <laughs> People like Ashanti and stuff. And there's a lot of male artists that are trying to get, get on that wave, too. But it's like, wow, I couldn't even do that, though, man. But Tell nah, me I'm, I'm... One of my friends screenshotted one of No Permissions tweets where we said, uh, bitch, shut up about the orgasm should be the mango. They were like, is this you Tell her, no, that was my facial expression. <laughs> Who are you? I feel turn, a text. I feel a text. Turn her mic off. No, 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 no. Okay, look, you're going to own your personality. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. We actually did have LeBron James has opened a school. How you feel, Umar? So, first of all, because I, w- I want to go there first. 
all you people that are like, why he didn't work with Umar Johnson? Because, nigga, because. First of all, why why would he work with Umar Johnson? <laughs> right. That is the main question. Why, why would you? How do you listen to Umar Johnson talk and think, that's him. That's the guy I need to start my school with. He telling all the girls that come in there that they yeah, ankle someone, that's too revealing. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, this boy keep touching me. He's supposed to do that. You know having that man right. That, that that's who that's who LeBron James family family friendly LeBron James. That's who's gonna link himself with Umar Johnson. No, of course not. But nah, man. I feel like I I am honestly I I, I will give LeBron this. Um, I'm not a basketball fan. I really don't care. But I I feel like. He's done something that other players have not been willing to do. He really has invested in his community. It's free tuition. It's a public school, first and foremost. It's not a private school. The uniforms are covered. Transportation is covered. Kids are getting free bikes so they can bike themselves to school. I mean, a lot of that can make or break a kid being able to go. The kids who go get free college tuition. To Akron State. And so that's that's a great setup. Um, I am a huge supporter of what he got going. And I hope like other athletes are like, "Mm, I should perhaps consider something. I hope other other celebrities who have that money in general. Because it's like, fam, this is the only way it's going to happen, fam. (laughs) I'll see what the government doing. These niggas ain't going to fuck with us. This is the only way it's going to happen. Invest in your community. He's, yeah. he's putting his money where his mouth is, and that's that's really awesome. I say one thing about this: whoever I'm not gonna say is it. I ain't gonna say marketing. Whoever does your image, whoever that is for LeBron, they have not failed him yet. Because I'm pretty sure the people in Cleveland, in Akron, and Ohio, period, kind of hate him at this point. But after you do that, it's like, damn, how do you hate this nigga? He gonna have to like cheat for people to hate him now. He gonna have to like cheat. And I'm talking some nasty cheat with somebody he shouldn't have been with at all. Yeah, that's he would he would have to because I mean he's doing all of this fake Caroline nobody cares. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm mean, it's hard to care, and even then with the, like he's awesome. He's even awesome with him guy. going to L.A. Right, it feel like the nigga got like what four? It looked like he got like four years younger going to L.A. <laughs> Picture the video you see the nigga. <laughs> Like nigga, ain't you thirty four? Nah, he looking like he my age, <laughs> like a twenty seven year old who just got into the league. How happy he look over there, Ellie? <laughs> right. I'm they, like, look, though. Stop I mean, being I'm, Superman. He's really I'm trying to eat. And I'm happy I, for the the kids that he's uh, the kids whose lives he's improving. I mean, that's yeah. awesome. A lot of those things could make or break a kid being able to go to certain schools. So for him to cover all of that, I mean, that's awesome. So shout out to LeBron. I'm so sorry. It's lit, man. It's lit, man. Magic Johnson gave us crappy-ass movie theaters. And Starbucks. (laughs) And Starbucks. Jordan invested in jail. (laughs) (laughs) What did Kobe give us? 
Kobe has not done anything yet. Kobe going, he went to venture capitalism. That's what he was like. He was going to once he got out the NBA. So I don't know if any of his has popped off yet. But LeBron, while in the NBA, started. I couldn't school. fail to share this because it's bothering me. There's like mosquito loose in the apartment, and it only bites my foot. Sounds the mosquito has that mosquito has a fetish. That's disrespectful though, because that's where it hurts. Because you don't that's have any. That's not disrespectful, <laughs> and that's the hardest thing to just scratch. Like I, I'm, I'm fed up, y'all. I'm fed up. This is like day three. I'm fed up. <laughs> this nigga been alive three days. Mosquitoes right, are like only fly. Y'all need to up the air condition just for a day so he'll his little ass will freeze. Mm-hmm. I'm about to say mosquitoes are like the only flies you actually can't catch. I don't know mm-hmm. why either, because they're smaller than actual flies, so you would think they wouldn't be as aer- they'd be a little more aerodynamic, but they're the only ones you can actually clap them right quick. <laughs> okay, what else we got? Um so LeBron has a school. Hold on one second. Oh, the Vanguard Vanguard Award. Did not go to Missy Elliott, but it went to J Lo. A lot of people are upset. Um, I mean, I, I will say she deserves I, it. I'm not upset about this one. I feel like Missy deserves it, but I also feel like J Lo deserves it. Now, if they had yeah. been like, "We gonna give it to Taylor Swift," I'd be like, "Wait." Why you? Why you got problems with T Swift? Wait. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> that name's gonna forever be funny, T Swift. <laughs> I, you know, I definitely feel like J-Lo and all of y'all that are trying really hard to discredit J-Lo because y'all feel like Missy deserved it more. You're haters and you're not real with yourself. Um, You know, you can feel like Missy deserved it more. You absolutely can. But to say that yeah. J-Lo has not had an impact musically. No, she definitely has. Um, to say that she has not had an impact. On uh, pop culture in general. Not Factual. And also just just the Latin influence on R and B and hip hop. She has exactly. she has really been and you know, if we if we're being honest with ourselves, I think when we talk about J Lo, we talked about we we're talking about someone who tapped into a market um where American music wasn't getting a lot of shine previously. J Lo came out in Selena in that movie and changed the demographics of a lot of shit for a lot of genres. Um, and I feel like she should get, you know, her flowers for that or whatever, or her accolades for that. I feel like Missy definitely is more than deserving. Don't get me wrong. I definitely feel like Missy deserves one too, but I don't feel like, you know, this how people are like, why J-Lo, blah, blah, yeah, blah. They just don't want to let a black woman win it. And I, I don't feel like that. This isn't a dud. For sure. This definitely is not a dud. If they were like Selena Gomez or Demi Lovato or some other random Hispanic girl over Missy, I'd be like, girl. Right. I mean, they ain't even even got the work put in yet. And I'm also like, I'm wondering, like, the people that are saying J-Lo, I'm like wondering what's the age range, too. Because, like, you might know Missy. Growing up in your house, you might, if you, whatever race, you might know Missy because of your family. But when it comes to J-Lo, like, I think you had been our generation older to actually have seen her career because you know she had took a right. break for a minute so like if they young like my younger brothers they know missy but they probably not know what j-lo was they don't know about made in manhattan right 
and, and they, they um, also don't even she know. Was doing, why she was doing. Listen, we not even know that in living we color. All exactly. Love don't cost a thing. We were too young to say that to niggas. Right. Uh, and we that? not gonna pretend like we were not all bopping Jenny from the block either. And I'm exactly. real. And, exactly. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Like, honestly, I'm about to show my age. Uh, you know, I mean, she's she's always been that girl, even on on in Living Color. She's one she of the fly the, girls. Exactly, and she still like out. she I'm has made color. her way from the bottom and exactly. really made her own career and has created a lane. Exactly. She's, even like because even of her, was, Selena can be here if exactly. we want to be honest. Even so, with yeah, like she's definitely her video. Oh, yeah. I expect Missy to get her flowers within the next yeah. year. Because yeah. Missy is just the whole. She really could be her whole a, a different genre if we want to be honest. Exactly. Like <laughs> you can watch old Missy Elliott videos, and they could. You you could imagine them on the radio today. Like they are that so far in the future, you know. Exactly. So, she was a but, creative. Her and Timberland, they were, they were creators and they was on their own wave over there. Man. But you know okay. that's when it when it was cool to have your own wave though. But exactly. yeah, I just want people to know that look, I'm real and made in Manhattan was happening at the same time. She I was, was like topping white in black America. If <laughs> made in Manhattan is on the TV. I will stop and I will watch it. Doesn't matter what I'm doing. I think a lot of people don't know. I will say that she has a career. Monster in law. Longevity. It has taken on different forms. She's kind of like an LL Cool J in that form. People who see LL Cool J now, younger kids, they'll never remember him as the rapper we remember him as. Being honest, like, until my dad told me, I didn't even know. Because he had gotten that far into acting while we were young. When I was a kid, I knew him from In Too Deep and In The House. And then I found I out that too, he but I also still knew his, I, he was still putting yeah. out music then. Yeah, but, he was. But it was like my dad had to show me, album, like, yeah. I'm, I was confusing. Um, <laughs> he needs to hang rapping up, like, be an actor now. You're, you're time yeah, yeah. Um, Come on, but man. with Say Low, we've seen her transition from Fly Girl to Top of the Chart, the top movies, to American Idol. Yeah, to exactly. now she's bringing her music back because Ancient Mama is also a bop. Um, is that the one with Cardi B? No. Okay, she got one with Cardi B that was jammed. And too. the video for that one was really dope too. Yeah. So you know, don't be don't be weirdos, y'all. It's okay if your fave didn't win. I, I, I never it, understand this. My fave didn't win, so I'm gonna discredit everybody. Now, some people deserve to be discredited. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but it's not like they picked Iggy over Missy. Like exactly, on, Ooh, they picked Iggy in general for anything. <laughs> and it's like, hey man, look, y'all got to y'all got to stop. And I'm a supporter of Iggy. I'm a supporter of that last video I saw. But I'm like, hey, look, you got to stop. She ain't got no accomplishments now. <laughs> this is don't don't be crazy, guys. Yeah. Um, we also yeah. had Lawrence. I just want y'all to know Lawrence Hive. I understand because I'm a little bummed Lawrence won't be back for season three too. But if you are that bummed that you starting whole ass petitions to get him on season three, I need you I to mean, find a life. Get him on. First of all, I need you to understand that to get him on three season three, it's already too late, nigga. <laughs> what the fuck? Season three is finna premiere. It's already too late. First of all, it is part of like 
part of I say, am I Lawrence Hive? I say I'm Lawrence Hive because you know I do think that like despite Lawrence just being he only made dumb decisions. He didn't make like real fuck nigga decisions. It's like dumb decisions. So I tell him more and high. So you know I understand when Lawrence back. Even I felt that way, but there was a lot of people and they made a compelling argument. There is no reason to have Lawrence on there currently if they're not gonna get back together. There's no reason to have Lawrence. Or even if they just do, he's not on here for this season or a season or two, and then they bump back together or whatever, like an actual breakup to make up type of situation where you don't see them for a while and then y'all get back together. That make more sense. But saying that you want petitioning to get them on season three is hilarious. Like they, like they really going to stop like, Oh, well let's stop. Let's re-record every episode and just find ways to like, no nigga, it's, it's over my nigga. That shit's finna premiere in like two weeks. <laughs> right. But you know, I get why people want them back. Cause like, but even in season two, like he didn't have like, he had a purpose, but he didn't have a purpose in a sense. It was like just showing life after the breakup for both of them. So it had a purpose. But they did they closure shit at the end, fam. Like they got rid of the apartment and she moved in with what's his face? Right. But yeah. I understand wanting Lawrence to be on the show because like, you know, it's really rare that you get you get a reflection of a nigga not being a nigga being dumb more so than trash. Right. I give Lawrence that. You don't really get that reflection because that nigga can be understood. This nigga's kind of dumb. But he's not yeah. like complete fucking trash. Like like Joe. Joe's trash. But Joe's coming back. Do we know that Joe is trash? Joe's trash. Joe has trash. K.O. If we're not going to defend Lawrence, we definitely not going to defend Joe. <laughs> what? If he, if he and his wife have an open marriage... If they have an open marriage. If they have an open marriage. Let me tell you something though. Wait. It could be a marriage. Your marriage is not that open that you're screwing girls in the bathroom of a and restaurant. And then tell them, all right, you leave out first, then I'm going to leave out. But that's part of the respect of the marriage. So that respect in the marriage, you wouldn't respect the marriage. They wouldn't be in the rest of Listen, I'm not in an open marriage or open relationship, and I, I won't no, ever be. Because, because for me, I'm not. It's a matter of respect, and I'm not. If they were in an open relationship, if it was a matter of respect, he wouldn't be screwing in the same vicinity of his wife. I can see that. Yeah, that's true. I I, I will say though, in light of interviews that I've heard from Issa and the cast, it seems like he might actually be in an open marriage. And it may be more the angle of Molly thinking that she's okay with that and she's really not. So either way though, while I personally love the actor who plays Lawrence, um, at the same time, you know, when you move on from exes, or you yeah. try to move on, you know, you do take a break from them. So, exactly. and also one thing I was telling uh, one of my friends was like, you know, homie got to get his stuff together. Homie got used in the three way and like didn't even appreciate it. So I need him to work himself out, come back season four, all, you know, fresh and renewed, maybe, maybe get his coworker bay back, you know, get his little swag back and stuff in. Then we'll ha- we'll Joe have a, a nice little viable plot. Yeah. Joe, I had trash as hell, but KO saying that Lawrence needs to get together. 
You know what, KO? I, used to I mean, honestly, trash. if we want to be honest, I don't think Dro can be saved. <laughs> I think I, just, I used to trust your trash meter until we start saying, man, Dro, what's that though? KO, Dro was cool. No, I'm not saying that he's trash. not. I'm not saying Damn. he's not trash. This, but I think that he's in an open marriage. Did somebody die? No, her feelings got hurt because she found out her daddy trash. This is when he smashes her as a nigga. I'm telling you, as a man, that's when we had our most trash. Because <laughs> we know that. That's something I had to tell some of my homegirls because we know that. I be telling them, like, look, don't invite no nigga. Don't invite that nigga over when you sad. Because <laughs> that nigga going to be over there. Oh, it's gonna be all right. And shit, shit, next thing you know, <laughs> knocking your ass over. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, Dro, Dro is definitely trash. I don't think Dro's character can be redeemed. I think, no, 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 he's disgusting. I think he's there to possibly redeem Molly's character. Oh yeah, that's who needs it. Yeah, because he no, there's there's no way to to make him better or to see improvement. Lawrence, I think though, as a character, I do think that he could improve. So that's why I'm yeah. like, ultimately, I want him to win, even yeah. if he and Issa aren't together, because ultimately that's what happens. You know, when you break up with people, you might not be in their story at the end, but you still don't want them to fail, you know? Yeah. So yeah, ultimately, I, I want what's best for, for Lawrence. And I do I hope that how this he show least, makes us talk about these characters like He at movie. least makes, I know, like they're real people. But, <laughs> that's what make that show so great. <laughs> but I also think it's hilarious. Like, they spent money to start a petition. And Issa is the creator and writer of the show. If she don't want that nigga back in season three, it's not going to happen. I think and it's already been taped. Yeah, I think you, I don't know if you heard us when we were saying it, but it's like, fam, season three is called in a couple of weeks. Like, petitioning for right. season three is like crazy. <laughs> right. Like, I don't even know if they're editing anything at this point. Like, they, they might just be set up, ready to go. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, well, you doing? know, I guess we can, like, we can put a picture of him here. <laughs> well, you know, that's what he did, right? What? So, they, when they were at their premiere, their red carpet event, yeah. He uh Jay Ellis <laughs> he screenshotted the picture and then pasted him at the top corner and was like, I heard y'all were looking for me. <laughs> I like he's such a troll. <laughs> but nah, man, it's like I don't know. I'm ready for season three, but uh Molly can't stress me out this season though, because I was stressed all last season because I have too many female friends. I'm looking at Molly like one of my homegirls. I'm like, no, you're not taking my advice. You're doing all this shit wrong. Listen, I'm Kelly is my girl. The fat lawyer. I can't. I, I support my homegirls when they say I'm not attracted to it. I support that because if a but girl tells me to date somebody I'm not attracted to, I'm going to look at them crazy. You don't got to be the fat lawyer, man. He can just be a good dude to you. That's fine. But why you got to be with the damn monster looking drove? <laughs> I can't unsee that now. Who actually Ever knocked up the real Tasha? Trash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't see any signs that they're together. I don't. I don't see any signs that they're together. That's the, that's the answer to that question of that guy who was asking, how are you pregnant and single? What? In real life, Joe and Tasha. You didn't see that this week? It was a guy who, who like he tweeted, how are you pregnant and single? And I was confused by the question because I was like, fam, like, people break up. <laughs> people break um, up before they find out they're pregnant sometimes. 
fucking happens. Right. That was a real question. It was circulating on the timeline too. And I was like, I people are yeah, man, that's crazy. And I'm like, how old are y'all? It's one of them things that always make me Um we got another thing that went down this week. Um so the Cowboys owner has been pretty vocal about how he feels about people protesting. Um Trash. I'm go back to um a tweeter had put something that day that Jerry Jones kneeled with the Cowboys. She posted the picture and captioned it, fuck the mother niggers, I'll ride for my niggers. And that's that's becoming more and more an accurate tweet. <laughs> it's becoming more and more a but I think the thing that had everyone talking this past week was Dak Prescott came out and he was just like, I just don't feel like that's an appropriate time to protest. And I... So when I first heard his comments, like I saw his comments on Twitter, but it just so happens that my boyfriend likes sports talk radio for whatever reason. We were in a car listening to sports talk radio and they play his comments and even the white people sounded mad annoyed. And we're like, what? Even the white people were kind of like, oh, Dak. That's what's surprising to me if even they were saying it. Yeah, at least on this show, they were like, okay. And one dude was like, it sounds like he's just reading the company PR statement. Like someone just gave this to him and was like, hey, you should go out and read this. Um, I want to reiterate. I want to reiterate something people have been saying since it's all started. There is no right time and place to protest. Um, you don't like it when the streets are blocked. You complain then. You don't like it when it's at a football game. You don't like it when it's at a CVS. You don't like it after police brutality. You, when is the time and place? Enlighten me. I'm not understanding. Uh, What they're trying to tell you is the time and place doesn't exist. That's what they're exactly. Quit protesting. (laughs) Exactly. I was gonna. You said the white people because I was. I wasn't going to defend what he was saying, but I was going to say that I get where he's coming from because I have seen football fans say this. A lot of football fans have an issue with it. Not like clearly not the black ones. Well, I can say clearly not the black ones. Some of the black ones do. Of course, they have issues with it because they like to them, they're like, yo, I'm watching football to watch football, not for politics. But even then, to that extent, like. But here's the thing, though. You I don't. You feel can't. Like... Out. Oh, yeah. okay. oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm about to say, but even in that state, you can't like tell people like, all right, well, this ain't the right time to protest. Because I mean, like, even though you watching, that's the whole idea. If making you uncomfortable, say, hey, I watch football, just watch football. Exactly. Boom. This is but the whole the idea. You have to be disruptive. For people who say that, I think that's a crazy comment because it's not interrupting the game. The national anthem is not part of the goddamn game. Exactly. Not, it's not like Every time they score a touchdown, they screaming "fuck America" and burning an American flag. That's not what's <laughs> happening. Okay. But you know, it'd be funny. And yeah, they scored a touchdown and did this is America dance. 
It's not like they blasted fuck the police every time they get a touchdown. None of this has anything to do with the game. Nothing. Bothers you that much? Turn on the game after the anthem. Because you're not going to miss shit. Nope. Is the anthem even televised? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm not even going to lie. My late ass... My late ass always misses it anyway. Uh, but... Yeah, Dak is whack as hell for that uh, for that response. Ooh, Dak is whack. Okay, are you in the studio over here? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, he is like, yo, if you personally, I mean, obviously, you don't agree with protesting during that time because your ass is never taken to me. We, we've been watching Lance and your black ass do shit. Um... Mm-hmm. So we already knew how you felt about that anyway. Um, you vocalizing it really just made you look more like a goofball and more like a kiss ass, to be honest. And nobody likes a kiss ass. So there's that. Um, but um, to the players that, are, that still have the courage to stay in the locker room or kneel during the anthem, shout out to you for using your right to protest. It is a right. Constitutional right, and fuck all of you non-reading ass whores who are trying to act like it is not. I really encourage you to pick up a book and or just Google Google First Amendment of the Constitution of the United States of America and fucking read it, you twat. I mean, real. I don't see. I don't understand why you felt attacked when your friend sent you that screenshot. If you start this with right. fuck you non reading ass whore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, we have so many conversations. This is my last one, so I'm I'm going out with smoke. <laughs> but we have had so many conversations about MAGA motherfuckers it's being true. having their panties in a bunch, about people using their right to protest. And Fuck you. They they have a right to protest just as much as your ugly ass does. So stop exactly. trying to sit up here and infringe right. that right. You're trying to have your white civil rights rally in D.C. Ain't and nobody you have that, so shut the fuck up. Shut the entire I fuck up. I mean, the time nor the place for you to have a white civil rights rally. So now what? Right. If we want to be honest, every motherfucking day is a damn white civil civil rights fucking rally. We are surrounded by you hoes, and we have to deal with you ugly ass motherfuckers every fucking day. No. And you wonder why that girl thought that was you. <laughs> <laughs> she might know me. She thinks she know me. She might. I don't know. You supposed to be on my side, DA. Damn. But no, but no, seriously, I, I I get tired of people who refuse to read. I really need y'all to start reading one day. I'm sure this is not going to be the last time this is said on this podcast, even though it's my last time I'm going to say it, but uh, reading is fun- fundamental. Um, so Dak um, Prescott, pick up a fucking book and read and shut your mouth. Nobody asked your ass. Nobody cares. We already know that you like to kiss Jerry Jones' ass. We already know that. You just did nothing but make yourself look foolish. Does Russell Wilson take a knee? 
I don't, I don't, honestly, I haven't even watched NFL recently yeah. to even be able to tell you. I was just Poor told girl. no. Mm. I, I was someone told who no. tunes in regularly. So. I, I need, so Look Sierra, if you listening, don't give but him no more you know she giving him all the goodies. Don't don't go don't get in nigga no more goodies. No, she giving goodies, him all the goodies. She giving him goodies, yams. Uh, lean over with whatever little corny thing he say to smash. Just play that song. My goodies, my goodies. <laughs> Fried chicken. She giving him all of it. But nah, I mean, but honestly, I don't think people have been attacking players who don't who choose not to protest. Yeah. You know, it's just about the ones that do let them, you know, let them do that. One of the things that, number one, and I really mean this, and it, this is a hard ask. I think that, you know, we can all kind of wish that players be like, man, I'm a deal. Fire me if you want to. But I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> we can all want that but yeah. then i'm also like if enough of y'all say go ahead fire us what would the nfl look like if it was majority white quarter majority white players and dak prescott <laughs> that would be that's not even that amazing that's the thing that everybody been hitting it not only just that but also like as far as the nfl protests like average people it's like yo fam they're not gonna make money. If not watching. They're not. It's as simple as that. Make money if we're not watching. Because who's gonna advertise? Well, people are still gonna advertise to the NFL. But if you show that people, nobody's gonna watch it. And I feel like that's the easiest protest that we can. That's the freest protest, if not the easiest. The freest one, nigga. Literally, just don't turn your TV on. You know how much shit is on Netflix to watch. <laughs> exactly. Insecure is exactly. coming back on. Insecure right Ozark on Netflix. Yo, There's so much shit to watch on damn Netflix. It's, I can put y'all on some, some fire animes. You can, you can go it's, without. It's actually, it's actually so. There's so much content on Netflix. There's a good bit of it that's trash nowadays. So exactly, that's how much is. I mean, and even even past that, you know, there are other sports. You know, y'all could y'all could pay attention to. I just think uh, that you watch the game a day late. <laughs> right. Bootleg yeah. the game. It's, it's just, At the end yeah. of the day, always, you know, having having a tiff against people using their right to voice their approval or disapproval of our country's policies and politics is always gonna be foul. And you need to mind your business and keep it moving. That's that's how I feel about it. And yeah, I'm glad Dak is getting clowned <laughs> on social media by white and black people alike. Cause nah, regardless of how you feel about it or regardless of how you feel about the protests in general, um, you don't get to sit up here and say when it's okay for people to speak their mind. You just don't. Exactly. That's one of the that's one of the great things that I would like to keep in this country, uh, good, bad, and ugly, because there are countries where they cannot openly express how they feel. As long as, as Trump is allowed to hop on Twitter and just say whatever the fuck he wants to say. We should be able to say whatever the hell we want to say. say. Exactly. <laughs> so. Mm. 
I got Tron blocked, by the way. I never know what the fuck he's saying. I do, too. I do, too. And I ain't gonna lie, somebody screenshots it and then posts it, and I'm like, why? Why did y'all go through the trouble to, exactly. to torture me like this? I just be on my timeline watching people argue with him, and I just see that link, and I'll be like, y'all, nope. life when he's blocked is so easy. <laughs> him, Kanye, got all their asses blocked. I can just keep up my normal filth, man. I think I, I even have Kim Kardashian blocked. It's easier. Life is easy when you just block people. You don't want to hear what they talking no. about. I block Soulja Boy. I block Soulja Boy and his name. Oh, you missed his epic tweet. Hey, I never had to hear about it. Oh, but he Soulja Boy did have an epic tweet because Rudy Giuliani tweeted you, and that was it. And you crank that soldier boy. (laughs) Why are you telling this man this way? (laughs) Yo, I was tripping off of that. And then I was so mad at myself because I read it how the song plays. Like, you crank that soldier boy. You. (laughs) I was like, I'm so mad at myself for this. Oh my God. That was actually high key brilliant. It was. It was. He doesn't have many brilliant moments, but that was definitely one. Now, our last thing that we had today, I'm gonna read a post that hit Instagram today and start or this week and started floating around Twitter. It says, "No one teaches you how to love a child you didn't plan to have. No one shows you how to traverse the emotional complexity." of loving a child you weren't happy about being pregnant with. It's even more difficult at those times when they're having tantrums and pushing you to a point of emotional exhaustion. It's confusing when the same people who told you that you pretty much ruined your life are smiling ear to ear at your baby shower a few months later. It's hard. Looking down at a beautiful baby and being bogged down by thoughts of how you will take care of them and how much life will change. It's so hard to project the pain of your wounded inner child onto your baby. It is a legal cycle of undealt with trauma. This stage of motherhood has forced me to look at my reflection in my daughter's eyes and realize that no, I don't enjoy being a mother all the time. But this child has been the catalyst for major growth. She's the mirror that allows me to look into my past and see the fear still controlling me now. When we heal our deepest pains, we are speaking to our ancestors across the space-time illusion and holding a cross-generational conversation within our DNA that heals old wounds and rectifies long lost problems. Motherhood hasn't just healed me, it's healed the mothers that came before me. The reality is I don't want to be a mother every day. I don't want to feel held back from chasing my dreams and goals. I don't want to be exhausted, but I know this little girl has brought me face to face with things that would have otherwise been ignored in my bubble of childless freedom. Dear mama who's going through an unplanned pregnancy Don't feel guilty. Don't feel afraid. Don't feel ashamed. The baby chose you to be its mother at the perfect time. Surrender to the journey of unpredictability and let this new show. Let this new being show you a whole new part of yourself you didn't know was there. This girl got so much heat for posting this on social media, and I'm so confused as to why. Because man, perception means more than facts. All you gotta do is kick it with kick it with parents to recognize that's real. Right. All you gotta do is stay on Twitter and tell me if I'm lying, DA and Mel. 
All you got to do is stay on Twitter for five minutes. You will see at least one parent <laughs> complain about parenting or their kid or just adulting in life Bam. involving life with kids. Bam. There are Tell me lying. memes. And you know Bam, what's funny? Five minutes is all it takes. You know what's funny for me? Watching women who get on Twitter at least once a month to tell us how they funny looking ass kids are frustrating them. Down this girl for being fully honest about it. Man. You don't want to be a parent 100% all the damn time. I don't know one single person, and I'm saying this as a mother, I don't know one single person that has not been frustrated with their kids. And I mean, I don't feel like because, you know, the hoteps jumped on it and were like, blah, 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 women these days. The thing about it is, I feel like parenting and marriage are one and the same in the regard that you're not going to feel like doing it 100% of the time. You choosing to do it, even when you don't feel like it, is the, the thing that makes it, yeah. Right? Because it's not going to be, you're not going to want to hang out with your kid 100% of the time. Sometimes you really want to fucking sleep in on Sunday, on uh, Saturday morning without someone jumping on your bed hollering about cereal. And that's okay. But you're going to get up and do it because you don't want the kids to starve. You know what I mean? Like you, there are going to be moments where, hey, I really want to go do X, Y, Z, or I want to go to this conference, but I can't. Yep. It is what it is. And so someone was like, if you think a child is going to hinder you from anything, you shouldn't have one. And I'm like, they are going to hinder you. That's part of being a parent. If you don't feel like a child will hinder you from anything, you got to have okay. money like Beyonce for the child to not hinder you from anything. feel like their children should not hinder them from anything are the ones that leave their kids with grandma and granddad until the kid is like 16. Because you, you don't have money like Beyonce. Because that's the only way. That's the only other way that your kid's not going to hinder you. Right. You, you drop the kid off at Mimi's or... And Mimi basically raises your kid, or you got money balling like like J and B. That's the only but even, way. And but even if you have money and balling, like look at Serena Williams, she had her baby, and then she decided this last tennis tournament that she wasn't playing her best because it takes a while to recover from that. Or Cardi B, who decided you know she can't go on tour with Bruno because she has the baby and it's just too much. Fact and she's of the matter. Still you always going to have those moments. And it's not just recovering. You know, she was saying she don't want to be away from her baby. She don't want to yeah. be. And right. the baby is hindering her from a very great career opportunity. It's not the end of the world. That doesn't mean yeah. that she's a bad mom for recognizing that. But it is what it is. What kids do. And like I said on Twitter, um, you think you'll never be frustrated with your child. That shit is all fun and games. Until the little baby won't stop wiggling while you're trying to change the diaper, and now you got shit on your couch. Damn. Uh, you hung out with a three-year-old? Really gonna tell me that that's yeah. not gonna frustrate you? Because them, them moments, I'm like, nah, uh, 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 uh. You said you're never gonna get frustrated, so smile at the baby and the shitty couch, sweetheart. Because you're not supposed to be frustrated, remember? You know what's fun about other people's kids? Seeing them home. <laughs> right. That's the whole joy of other people's kids. Right. You only have to see them when you feel like seeing kids. You know the sucky part about I don't have my own kids, but I've dated people with kids. You know the sucky part about having kids that are always there. 
is that they're always there. When you're exhausted, they're trying to destroy things. When it's 3 a.m., they don't want to go to sleep. <laughs> they throw cereal on the floor and laugh. <laughs> Pick this shit up, nigga. Right. Amira was have stare downs and been scared because I didn't know what was gonna happen. <laughs> Amira was maybe four. I think she, I think she was four. She might have been like three going on for it. She went in the kitchen one morning while I was asleep. She broke every single egg for nothing. Like she didn't have a purpose. It was no point in this. She was like, ooh, I'm gonna crack some eggs on the fucking floor. But pretty enough to try and clean all the evidence. So I first didn't notice anything. And then I look in my sink and I see one dirty ass towel in my sink, like a dish towel. And I'm like, is this is this egg? I look in my fridge, a whole dozen eggs. I go check the trash can, all them damn eggshells. Why would you do this? <laughs> And that's what's frustrating about kids, especially when they, even as they get older, kid, your kids are going to do shit and you're just going to be like, but why? Why would you yes. do this? Yes. What did you get? Yes. yes. What are you getting out of this? Yep. And that's okay. It is perfectly fine to admit that that shit is frustrating sometimes, I swear. And some of you, especially men that are like, blah, you women. I really hope you never marry anyone because your wife is going to be postpartum as fuck. And I really mean this because postpartum depression is legit real for women and it makes it really hard for them to bond with their babies and it makes life really difficult for them. And y'all seem like the type of niggas to be like, well, what you sad for? If you was going to be sad, why you let me nut in you? I don't have time. Right. Okay? Right. <laughs> right. Because they was that won't pull out. Look, so this is my issue because I get on the timeline and I see these things. Like, so they roasted my type of nigga, which is the nigga who be like, I've never met people. I'd be real lost when they all say niggas say things like that. I'd be like, there are there are actual human beings who are thinking this. Well, yes. if you knew you was gonna Here's be sad, my, yes. why did you? Yes, what, yes. nigga? Like, I can't be sitting there because I'm like, nigga, what? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. yes. These these people are real. I also want to touch on her first sentence where no, where she said nobody teaches you how to love a child that you weren't expecting. Um, that's real, you know. Um, don't get me wrong. There are some people who have the luxury of planning when they're going to have kids. And then there are some people that make mistakes. Um, there are even some people who um, use birth control, use, use contraceptives, and they fail. Mm -hmm. It happens. Um, and I don't think, I think that people criticizing her and saying that, oh, well, she should have aborted or given her kid up for adoption. That's hella unfair. And Not only that, but it misses the point. It does. It misses the point because she chose to keep the child and she still chose to love the child. But there wasn't a blueprint. There wasn't a blueprint telling her how to do it and telling her how to get there. Um, I've mentioned to y'all before about my toxic uh, marriage. And I mean, I found out I was pregnant with, with my son 
like right after my mom basically like helped me escape from him the first time. And I did feel mixed emotions and I felt guilty for feeling mixed emotions because here I am growing life and I should be, you know, you have this thought in your head, you should be completely overjoyed, right? That you are growing life and that you have this, this baby growing inside of you and everything. And realistically, I was terrified. Um, I was terrified for the type of environment he was gonna be born into. I was terrified um, as to whether or not I was gonna be a single mother. Would I be able to handle being a single mother? Um, would I be good at it? Um, you know, all kinds of stuff. And that's okay. And it's okay to get past the emotions of the circumstances that created the child and teaching yourself how to love it. It doesn't come naturally sometimes. Sometimes you have to work at it. Sometimes you're lucky enough to plan for it and to have the nursery all painted and put together and stuff like that. And sometimes you're thrown into parenthood unexpectedly and that's okay. And I think that people need to be more honest and more real about that. You know, single parent, single parent households have been on the rise for a long time now. So let's not sit up here and act like what she said is a foreign concept. Um, and anybody who, who did say that she should have aborted or given her kid up for adoption, you know, y'all are really dense and nine to that 10, you don't have kids because you don't understand. It's the hardest job. It's, it's one of the most rewarding, but it is the hardest job you can ever have. There is like no PTO. There's no like vacation. Tasked to keep a whole another human being alive. A nigga who seems like they're on a crash course to kill themselves. Well, nigga, like- right. And not just alive, right? Like <laughs> if if you tell yourself that you're gonna be this this little human's parent, nine times out of ten, you want this little person to be in a better environment than you were. And you want them to have better experiences than you had. And you want to be able to expose them to that. Um and shoot with the average debt that most of us have from all these schools and stuff like that it is it might even be statistically harder for you to do than it was for our parents you know whether or not they were single parents um but so you know it's it's not just about keeping them alive it's about also making sure that they thrive and that they do better and that you can help them reach their best selves for at least the next 18 years, but let's be honest, you're their parent for life. You know, that's your job. The dynamics of it change. Hopefully, you know, after they, hopefully at some point they move out of your house, but, you know, but realistically, this is a, this is a lifetime commitment when you have a child and it is taxing. And when you have, when you're in a situation where you did not necessarily plan to get pregnant or maybe you did things to try to avoid pregnancy and it got you anyway, it, it can take the wind out of you a little bit. And that's okay to feel that way. Um, if you as do, long you as choose your baby mama, man, it happens sometimes. Now I listen, that trash ass no. shit. No. Hell, this is not that. Hell, sometimes you just wake up with a baby mama. You ain't do nothing with. Uh, ain't do nothing with, right? You ain't never seen out the sky. You never seen this woman, and somehow the child. Y'all, and you gotta explain that to your girlfriend. 
trying to explain to your wife, you don't know who this woman is that's got your 100% time. <laughs> but no, but for real, you know, I, I think that, you know, she, there's a whole, there's an entirely different emotional journey that you go on when you are kind of thrown into parenthood. Right. And it's okay to acknowledge that. It's okay to to admit that you were not completely overjoyed when you found out you were expecting. Um, it might happen in a few days. It might take weeks, maybe months. But as long as you recognize it and you try to get help, um, postpartum depression is a thing. Um, and men, you know, and we talk about counseling a lot on here. Very much pro therapy. Very much pro mental health. Um, but seriously, instead of ragging on her and instead of dissing her and telling her that she should have terminated the child, then you guys really need to be dropping, you know, resources for her because it, it doesn't just stop at this point. Right. Like she's, she's going to need help every now and then. And that's perfectly fine. A lot of people really completely miss at the end. She was saying, you know, that this was worth it. Uh -huh. Women struggling with the unplanned pregnancy, you know, not to give up. She was. And they missed it because that first line hit a, I mean, it hit a nerve. And I honestly think if you got, if you got affected that much by that first line, I wonder if that's an insecurity that you have within yourself. Right. Or whether or not you're going to be a good parent. Sometimes you're not happy to be pregnant. I wasn't happy. It took me maybe about a year to really be happy with having a child. And that shit happens. That doesn't mean you don't love your child. That doesn't mean that there are women who pray and pray and pray for children. And once the child gets here, they're postpartum as fuck and just not happy about it. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they're bad mothers. It doesn't mean, you know, oh, you just should have had an abortion. No. Not a very 100% of the time as a parent and being a neglectful parent are two different fucking things. And I just want y'all to understand that. Right. Now, if she out uh, here doing some shit like Drea, mm, <laughs> gotta, then we gotta have a little conversation. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Passion Pass Drea that left her child so she can go stripping. Current Drea that was annoyed that she had to sign off every single day. I agree. Reading logs, <laughs> I read to my child, and you know this because she's in kindergarten and she can fucking read on third grade level. Why I gotta sign that shit every night? She reads. She clearly reads. Man, I think KO is referring to them them plates that Drea be making and torturing that child with. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yes. boyfriend, or fiance, or whatever he is, make enough money to have a chef? Because at this point, my nigga needs a chef. At this point, I don't even understand why she tries. I just... We that play had peaches, potatoes, and beans, right? We should we yeah, should have called BCS. She, she be cooking like Karen. Why are you putting unnecessary shit in your food? They're peaches and potatoes. I don't understand. I'm disappointed. We should have called DCS off that plate alone. I think she forgot to put the mayonnaise on it. I think she was trying to make potato salad, and that's what happened there. Uh, she went to her, her neighbor Susan. Susan gave her a great potato salad recipe. 
Let me tell you something. My mama makes her potato salad with apples, and I think it's the nastiest shit in the world. <laughs> See, I just, ugh. Do like, Mel, the world didn't know your mom was doing that. Why you do your mom like that? <laughs> Why are you send her out like that? That's something we put in the wait, group. Wait, wait. We don't it's all people in Germany do put apples in their potato salad. It's what they do. It's a delicacy. It's a cultural thing. But I'm not about that life. I don't want okay. shit in my potato salad. That's potato, potatoes, celery. And I'm gonna be honest, like my not even too much celery because that shit tastes over. Exactly. They love my mom's potato salad. They're always like, oh, your mom's potato salad. And I just be like, it's got apples in it, bro. I'm good. Male be apple jack potato salad. <laughs> Unnecessary food off my food. Don't put no fruit on my pizza. Don't put no apples in my potato salad. Pineapples on pizza should be outlawed. I've said man. this before. Look, man, I'm sorry, y'all, but that pineapple and ham combo. Like, I'm sorry. Maybe it's because I'm gonna get Domino's. First time I tried it, I like pineapples and ham, and it makes sense. Don't put no blueberries in my mac and cheese. The devil. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm, gonna catch y'all. I'm gonna catch y'all one day. <laughs> Oh man, but no, if y'all y'all should, you know, read the post if y'all haven't, but yeah. If you're if you're not a parent, I honestly don't really care what your opinion is. Um, I'm sorry. No shade DA, we love you. No shade DA, love don't you. Worry, next year I will be one. <laughs> um, but I just I think that sometimes, you know, you, you just don't have a dog in the fight, and, and this is kind of one of those times. Um if you are a parent and you're sitting up here shaming that girl, I think you're a liar because I haven't met one real parent that has not been frustrated to the point of about to rip their hair out at some point. Like, you know, I'm honest about anyone who follows me on Twitter knows that I'm very honest. You get my Amira said this adorably cute thing today tweets and you get my um, Amira keeps running laps back and forth in the living room when I'm really just trying to study. It is what it is. For a while, Amira was a terrorist. I remember that point in time on Twitter. <laughs> Amira was a terrorist. <laughs> Amira was a terrorist. And for a while, from the time she was like two, like when she had terrible twos, we used to call her the tiny terrorist because that's what she was. Yeah. She was that's cute, but she was like a high-key terrorist. Michael's getting into his terrorist stage, and I'm like, bro. Amira would go it's in a- the fridge and break eggs, <laughs> and then... The most confusing thing is a parent, I kid you, does something that they think is really good, but it's really terrorist behavior. When Amira first learned to pour, and she poured all of my Cinnabon coffee creamer into the milk jug, and she was so proud of herself because she was like, look, I learned in school. I learned how to pour, and I didn't even waste any, mommy. Didn't I do good? And it's like, I'm so angry. Like you've accomplished something, but I'm angry. Right. Like I didn't waste anything, just like my teacher taught me. And I'm like, right. I was impressed with the one the other day. Because Michael grabbed my guitar. He grabbed my guitar, which is taller than him, by the way. And he was stringing it. And he was holding on to one of the strings, like, like really like pulled it kind of kind of out there and 
I, of course, rushed over to, to get it, and it didn't pop, but I am going to have to restring it. And my mom was like, oh, look, this is so good. He's trying to play the guitar. And I'm like, yeah. What'd you say? I almost became Joe Jackson that quick. Why you touch my guitar? <laughs> she I'm look you getting payback from when you was that age, KO. I'm sure. Listen, <laughs> my grandmother, who has she has dementia, but she still remembers a lot. She snapped at me uh last weekend because I cut up her thick thermal curtains when I was three. And I did. I thought I was like being a designer. I was supposed to be cutting coupons, even though I really questioned on if I was supposed to be cutting coupons at the age of three anyway. But whatever. I ran out of coupons. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't let Amira have scissors when she was three. That's what I'm saying. Like, why did y'all give me scissors? <laughs> Amira. That's something else that kids do. If you have a little girl or a boy, actually, when they are like three, if they get a hold of some scissors. Yo. I don't got scarred no more. My little brother took a chunk of my skin off at that age with scissors, though. See, I didn't I didn't stab anybody or anything. I just thought I was like a little designer. So I climbed up on her couch and I cut little slits. Yeah. At the end of her curtains, all the way up, yeah. as far I as feel, I could reach, you know, like give it like a fringe to, effect. Yeah, his, I think his goal was to cut something else, and when I caught him, he was so socked, <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and I was like, ah! and then my mom was like, "That's what you get for grabbing him all the time." I'm like, "But he was cutting everything." I thought I was doing a good thing. I was like ten, and I thought I was doing a good thing. It should have been. Turn my good deed on me. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, kids are kids are difficult. I'm sure I have a lot more karma coming my way with this little guy. But you know, at the end of the day, parenting is, is just it's one of the hardest jobs, one of the hardest responsibilities I've ever had. But it's definitely worth it. And I think that girl was speaking the truth. And it's hard to face that ugly truth. When you know a lot of people aspire to have a family, to get married, yeah. to have kids, so it may be a little daunting and a little scary to hear like this shit sucks half the time. Yeah. I think, yeah, but the I other think half is really the reality awesome. of it. I think it's cool you set the reality of it. You exactly. know, I think like I said, when you like me and you hang around people who have kids all the time, it's like I know Mel, so like I can look at Mel post these beautiful posts about a mirror, right? And be like, right. oh, but then I can also hang with Mel and see her in the mirror have these stare downs in which I don't know who's gonna make it out. <laughs> Somebody's gonna go. <laughs> exactly, and that's that's totally normal. That's yeah, that's like, how it has to y'all be. Y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. You froze for a little while. My laptop died. I don't know why. Oh well, we can hear you now. But yeah. Um, so film of the week, I was trying to watch the week of on Netflix. It stars Adam Sandler and Chris Rock. I saw that movie. Honestly, it was, I, I couldn't make it past the half of it. I just, I couldn't get into it. 
it felt like it felt like Adam Sandler had improved the whole thing, and Adam Sandler's strength is not improv. It's just not. Um, so I didn't really like it. I like the concept of it, um, but yeah, I, it really felt like just it felt like Adam Sandler just wanted to make a movie, so he made a movie <laughs> with Netflix money, um, and made a movie with Chris Rock and. Yeah, I I I, uh, I don't know. I didn't really like it. I was I was kind of disappointed. I was like getting distracted and and just drifting off into thought while watching the movie because it was just it was just bad. Um, but the concept of the movie is Chris Rock's son. Chris Rock is a, a successful lawyer. Adam Sandler um, has this huge family and. Chris Rock's son is marrying Adam Sandler's daughter and it's the week of their wedding. And so all these things go wrong. They are accommodating all these people in their house. Um, and you can tell Adam Sandler's more working class. Chris Rock is more, you know, uh, high class because he's this fancy doctor and everything. Speaking of little terrorists, mine just came in and snatched my water. Uh, <laughs> Um, so yeah, I mean, there were, there were some funny parts, like when he grabbed the random two black guys and was like, yeah, these are your cousins. And they're like, nah, <laughs> nah I don't know them, <laughs> you know? Um, and then like the, the woman who had the son who was twitching and she had like this list of things that he couldn't be around, including music. And Adam Sandler's wife was like, but it's a wedding. So is appropriate for him to be here. She was like, you know, I'll pray. The one style was funny too, like the the uh, what was it like the grandparent, the granddad who like everybody thought was a veteran. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that may have been the funniest part. Like at the beginning, like when he was like, you know, Adam Sandler's trying to impress his client, yeah. and the granddad's like, I got a shit. <laughs> Granddad has no legs, and he's just this dirty old man. And this, oh my god, he 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 reminded me of a few of my elders in my family because they are just very blunt. And then even if you try to take care of them, they're like, it treated me like crap. Just threw me around everywhere, had me around all these strangers. Like I was out one year for Christmas, I was like the black sheep for like a whole year because I put my grandma in an Uber. She got there. She got to her location safely. I made sure she had people escorting her in and out of the car. But I personally couldn't take her. But apparently I'm the bad person because I put her in the Uber. Okay, so. that's really how you want to end your last episode. <laughs> I'm so like, you want the world to know you put your grandma in an Uber? She made it safely. She's fine. Just so you guys know, that is why K.O. is stepping down from the show. <laughs> in the Uber, and we as co-hosts just cannot rock with that. No, listen. Okay, it was at the last minute. This job I was interviewing for, the vice president wanted to meet me. So it was either meet with the vice president or wait for grandma to get out of her podiatrist appointment. <laughs> Missed this meeting and I needed a job. I'm sorry. Grandma and her feet, they just had to come second. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, y'all pray for me. I promise y'all I'm trying to do better. But but yeah, um it wasn't the funniest. Adam Sandler's done better, so has Chris Rock. Um, but I mean, if you are at home, um why why are you trying to why? Don't don't touch the laptop. If you are at home, you have uh, nothing to do. Uh, Netflix has plenty of content. That's one of the things that's on there. So feel free to check it out. I would probably give it two stars out of five. Don't, no, no, no. I would probably give it two stars out of five. Um, I don't know. DA, what would you give it? Mm, probably around that range because I. The funny part is funny, but the story is just like it's just being dragged like, out. Exactly, and some stuff. Like I said the funny parts are funny, but it's just like you said, the story is just dragged out. It's kind of dumb. I think that's I think that's how I could tell that there was there weren't there wasn't really any writing. This was really improv. No, I don't really think that there was a script. Really, I think they just kind of loosely had a. Maybe had a loose script. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes Adam Sandler does really good improving, but sometimes not yeah. so much. And I just don't think this cast, like, he needed his typical crew David Spade. Um, yeah. Chris Rock is nice usually book. on his crew. He needed, but he Rob, needed more of that. Rob Schneider. Yeah. He needed that crew. They can, those guys can go back and forth and they can, they make not so funny movies hilarious. So this is, this wasn't one of those, uh, this wasn't one of those films. So it's what it is. Like I said, if you're bored and you want something to watch, it's definitely on Netflix. Check it out. Um, it was better than um, the movie I watched last week. It was. It's like a really low standard to hold it to, though. <laughs> the only positive to that movie was Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, but he even got on my nerves. He was talking too damn much. He's like, a little too angry for me in that movie. Like, dog, you want to get a little white? Look, your daughter loves this man, dog, man. Hey, right, can we get chance. that? Can we get that Anna off the chest? Like, no, because my, my daughter wouldn't do that. Nigga, you don't know your daughter. You know that face that she showed you, nigga. Your daughter, it, I couldn't have been that dude. I'm like, nigga, your daughter do a whole lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised she pregnant. <laughs> oh my god! See, you would have got shot. I'm surprised she pregnant. I'm just be real with that. <laughs> you got, you would have got shot. Oh my gosh. Oh man, but yeah, do we have any music or history? We do not. I do want to say uh, that I have for been. Music, uh, oh. I'll say for me, I don't have a review, but I have a recommendation. Oh, Denzel Curry, Taboo. I was listening to it today. I didn't listen to it enough to put out a full, to make a full review of it. But from what I heard today, it's good. Uh, how can I describe him? He's of this younger generation, but he's a little bit smarter than. I said okay. I put it like that. So his concepts and things like that are a little bit better. It's not like just 
it's that ain't gonna say it's not light. It's not none of that trap shit that you typically hear. Essentially, there's actual content and thought behind the things that he says. But like I said, I ain't get listened to it good enough to make a review out of it. But Denzel Curry tabled recommendation. Check it out. All right, Denzel Curry's taboo. Um, I will also say I'm gonna since I did not do what I was planned on doing. Um, yeah. Cover some KO stuff. Let me give y'all some recommendations. Yellowstone is on Paramount right now, and it is a phenomenal show. Um, it's just a couple of episodes in. I think it's like on episode five right now. So y'all should definitely Paramount is the old Spike TV. Yep. Um, but Yellowstone is on there, and the way that they're telling the story is phenomenal. The way that the cinematography is working is absolutely phenomenal and the film sequences are great um a lot of suspense i also started the handmaid's tale on hulu because everybody was talking about it and i really only got hulu for the month free trial so that i could watch the last season of unreal because it was only coming on hulu and then i was like well since i got it for a month let me try something else i don't really see i'm like five episodes in and i don't really see what everyone sees in the show uh, maybe I need to watch it a little longer, but the way they do flashbacks is confusing as fuck. So, and I feel like there's not enough backstory for the character. You're just kind of thrown into this dystopian world with no idea how we got here. Um, but we'll see how I feel. If I still feel the same way after season one ends, I'm definitely not going to watch it anymore. It was hard, honestly, and that might be why I didn't. Well, I don't know. So season two starts off showing a little bit more background about June and some of the other characters uh, referring to The Handmaid's Tale. But season two is more graphic than season one, um, which is a lot. So I I kind of had to stop. I feel like perhaps it would have been more effective if they'd shown like whatever civil war happened and the shutdown somewhere in the beginning. Yeah. Because people keep alluding to it, but it's kind of like, I'm still not logically like, there are a lot of connections that I simply am not making. And maybe I think too hard, Mm-mm. but like, no. how do they choose who's the handmaid and who gets to be a commander's wife? Because so all of those seem to be very chiseled out tasks. And wouldn't it make more sense just to make the commanders marry fertile women? So, like, I'm mad confused. And I'm not understanding the backstory or how we got here. And I just need to finish the season out. But for those of you who like it and who keep tweeting and Facebooking about it, that's where I am on the show right now this minute. <laughs> I would say keep watching it. Um, the commanders are the ones who overthrew the government and whoever they were married to, it seems like that's, they are the, they're the commander's wives. Um, so if you basically didn't, if you weren't married to or connected to somebody that high ranked, then you were either going to be a handmaid or you were going to go to one of the other camps unfertile wives and get a fertile woman i'm not like logically that doesn't make a lot of sense to me because they clearly don't respect these fertile wives obviously um i mean that makes sense is just i 
I don't know. I wonder if because they they use so much of the Bible to justify what they do. I wonder if the I wonder how like even if they have divorce. So I don't even know if they can get rid of the I unfertile mean, wives. David. I don't know. I don't know. But I will say, if you keep watching it, they show more of the background. They show more of the lead up and how they got to where they are. And I did like that part of it. It's just, yeah, it just got, it just got hella graphic in season two. And I just kind of had to take a, take a break, but I need to finish it. I heard this, I heard the season two finale is uh, really good. Um, mm -hmm. I have heard some criticisms though, about how it just kind of glosses over the, ex like the, the, ex the basically glosses over how race may have played a part in this, society um definitely goes into sexuality and the homophobia that that is in that society which if you haven't seen you'll see more of that when you keep going but uh but yeah i don't feel like the show is meant to do that i don't think so either um but you know you know how people are um but yeah i don't i don't feel like it was supposed to do that and it was based off of a of an older book um from i think a white woman so yep you know she's not gonna have that that eye she's not gonna be able to speak to what that would have been like so i will say though real talk the sex ceremony was already weird but the birthing ceremony was like peak level weird people shit. yeah because you got your husband's concubine concubine or womb lady laying there having labor pains and you go sit behind her to pretend you having labor pains with her and i'm like you you're just doing the most that first one and that girl was like really in pain and the lady behind her was like ah, like she was really hurting and i'm like you ain't having no baby why are you doing this i i don't think i could have did that labor you're not pregnant right what is the purpose just let that girl have your baby and take the baby from her and move on. This ceremony shit is then, But since we're talking about good stuff, I've heard really good things about Cloak and Dagger. Yes. Phenomenal. Yep. I've heard really good things from several people. Mel and it's like maybe two other people that um, have said really good things about Cloak and Dagger. So I need to circle back to that one. And that's on Netflix, right? No, it's on Freeform. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, and what's another one? Orange is Orange is the New Black has their new season out. I haven't checked it out. Um, I probably will because I mean I've I've watched five seasons of it. May as well fin you know continue. Um, but I w I really haven't been wowed the last two seasons. So I I hope they honestly they're my issue with Orange is the New Black they don't know when to let characters go they're holding on to certain characters and trying to make force us to care about them and really they could have been killed off like two seasons ago um i'm sorry i'm one of those writers where like if there's no more use for a character either write them off or kill them because when you drag them out i mean you make the plot suffer because you know you're 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 affecting the plot by adding this person in and realistically just, just gonna cut those strings. 
Uh, I'm sorry, y'all. Alex could have been, could have been, got killed. <laughs> I'm ready for her to go. Um, I'm ready for Piper to to go, yeah. get out of jail, something. But I think the show is bigger than just just her, and, and they're trying to continue to force her to be this main character. And it's like the show has grown so much further than those those two. Um, you know, and their love story and whatever they might have going exactly. on. So, so I just move forward. Um, and that is, oh, I've heard good things about Whitney, the uh, documentary that's in theaters. Haven't been able to see it yet, but I have heard good things about it. So, um, oh, and the Black KKK Clans, well, Black KK Klansman is coming out. I think in like a week or so. Okay. That's the newest Spike Lee joint. It's a it's based off of a true story where basically a black guy infiltrated the KKK. Yeah. So I think Watch it's gonna be interesting. Place. Yeah. Um, but please know you are going to see a Spike Lee film. So there will be satire. That's how he works. I really um, need to understand that. Yeah, like people people take his his work seriously and they're like, well, he didn't say this, he didn't show this. It's Spike Lee. <laughs> like yeah. he has maintained consist you know, he will address issues, he will bring them up, but he's not gonna provide a solution. He's that's not how he works. Like he's yeah. not gonna give people this this fun, no, beautiful Yeah. That's how, that's how he describes. He even says he feels like that's what the artist is supposed to do. Just ask the question. Exactly. That's what he thinks the artist is supposed to do. Exactly. So if you don't like artists that do that, don't go see this film. Um, but uh, but yeah, those are the main things that I have on my radar right now. And Coco. I think I already said this, but if you haven't seen Coco on Netflix, please see it. You will cry. It's a kids movie. I'm not but tired of these I haven't met one adult who has not cried watching Coco. It's it's I didn't cry, but Coco is the bomb.com with the plot twist and kids' movies that have actually good plot twists are very hard to find. Yes. Yes. Listen, when we got to the grandma, yo, I was done. I was already choking back tears with the great grandfather, you know, disappearing. But when we got the grandma, I, I was I was done. I ain't gonna lie. Like, Let's be real, y'all. I really ain't got time for these kids' movies. These kids' movies that are being better than adult movies. <laughs> it is. I see every animated movie that comes out. It is. It's almost like... Taking time this week to go see Teen Titans. So Remember I mean, when Finding Nemo... Well, yeah. Remember when Finding Nemo came out? And, like, yeah. there was, like, all this hype around it? And, it, like, adults were going to the theaters... Coco is the new Finding Nemo. I'm just putting it out there. Got a, it's got a good plot. Definitely great script writing, and yeah, it it talks about um, what do they call that day? I don't want to mess it up. Just go see the movie. It's not my culture. I don't want to mess it up. The the day of the dead. Yes, the day of the dead. Yes, they give a lot of good insight into that. And and I think that was really cool because if you're not, if that's not your culture, you know, most of the time you don't know anything about it. So I learned stuff. I was completely 
enthusiastic about it. I, I cried, I laughed. It, it was a good movie. So that's all I got. Oh, it has good. been a pleasure working with y'all. And, you know, I hate that I have to part, but, you know, there's big things happening. So, um, and also, we're friends now, so you can't get rid of me. Exactly. But, you know. Well, I always um, have group chat. Exactly. Yep. I always have group you know, chat. Will forever be in the no permission needed group chat? New co-host or no new co-host? Exactly. You know, and when I... And when Not I want air co-host, but still a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Air co-host. And when I come to Memphis, you know, if if y'all have time to kick it, I'm always down. So, so yeah. But I, I truly love y'all. This this past year has been really awesome. And now I get to be one of the listeners that get to retweet and get in y'all's chat box and act a fool with y'all. <laughs> Facts. Well, we will like absolutely miss you so much. But you know, we'll stay up. Um, for those of you that are watching, DA and I are taking a summer hiatus. We figured with KO stepping down and this being her last show, that gives us a month to just chill. Uh, I'm taking my baby on vacation next week. And I want to spend time with my boyfriend and my tiny person and not deal with uh, a radio show while doing that. Being real, I want to be bothered by nothing next week, but legal. And permission the to not be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is permission to not be bothered. And then I'm going back to school, so I got to get my kiddo settled and, and get back into the rhythm of being a grad student uh, with a first grader. Yep, my kids going to first grade. Awesome. And he got some projects that he's working on. So we will be back the first uh, first Sunday in September, actually. So stay up with our social media. Stay up with our website. I promise I'm going to actually update the website before we come back. Um, we will be up and running with the new co-host. Same show, same laughs, just one different face exactly. and different times. Yes. Different time. and different, and different day. Yes. <laughs> but thank y'all for rocking with us. It's been great. It has been an awesome, awesome, awesome year, actually, because we have been doing shows for about a year, two months shy of a year. Yeah. So thank y'all, and we will catch y'all in September. Bye. Love y'all. Uh, uh.